I'm going to do something I call a little kingdom exercise. And this kingdom exercise is two questions that I ask myself. I got this idea from C.S. Lewis. It's how he begins his day. And it's a repeat after me prayer. So I'm going to say and you just repeat after me and make this your prayer to God right now. Let's pray. Dear God. Dear God. Who's in control? Who's in control? And to whom will I listen to today? To whom will I listen to today? Amen. Amen. Gentlemen, that is kingdom living right there. Two questions that you could ask yourself at any point of the day. Two things to recenter you and to get your eyes focused back on God. As I said, um, uh, my name is Ryan. And as a marked man for Christ, as a husband and father, I co-create a world of freedom and vision by turning my ears into graves where people can bury their problems and begin healing or continue healing. That's my mission in life. Compassionate, non-judgmental listening where I can sit there and say, what, what do you got? And you're just going to get the love of Jesus right back. Action. If you are a, if you are a note taker or if you like, a, if you like facts, there are 613 action commands in the Old Testament. And there are 1,050 in the New Testament. Okay, I'm about to do public math, so my brain might explode here. 1,663? Yes. <laughs> Out of all 1,663 commands, I think I have found the, num the most important action verb in the Scriptures. Now, some of you Bible guys with a Bible background, you might be thinking, that's easy. Jesus made that apparent uh, in Matthew 22, which some of you have this memorized. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the law and the prophets. Well, I don't, I don't think that's the great, I don't think that's the most important thing. Before you throw stones, like, who is this heretic? <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. If you pay attention to the context, the question was, what's the greatest commandment in the law? But I'm talking about the, the greatest thing at all. So I looked up all these verbs, right? And I'm hearing over and over, I think the most important action step for us is to hear, is to listen. And I'll prove it to you. You can't apply what you don't know, and you can't know what you haven't learned. You can't learn what you don't first hear or study. So it all goes back to, are you listening to God? Because you can't, you can't love when you don't know how to love. You can't know how to love if, if, if the word of God doesn't hit your ears and you say, that's how I should love. In, in Luke 8.18, Jesus is saying, take heed how you hear. Be careful how you hear. Mark 24, same thing. In Revelation 2.17, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. To what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant. And it goes on. So, my favorite one about hearing is James chapter 119. Be quick to listen, quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. You know, getting up here and preaching is easy. It's going home. Stuff. It's hard. It's easy. I, I don't want to stand up here and, and preach to you and tell you, like, God, it's, 
here's what you got to do. What I really want to do is stand up here, uh, confess some of my own sins, and, and uh, read some scripture, and then we can all agree to apply it together because it applies to all of us. It's what I call the technical word is the same poop, different scoop. We're <laughs> <laughs> all going to do the same thing. And then maybe if I read some scripture, we can all say, you know what, amen, brother. That's exactly where I'm at. And we go home here, high-fiving each other, say, let's, let's do this together, gents. Let's love our wives recklessly. Let's, let's love on our children. Let's love our neighbors. Let's bring the love of Jesus into our workplace. The foot of the cross is, is, is equal, is it not? We're all in this fight together. So uh, I want you to imagine, what, when we're listening to God, what are we listening for? I mean, when we, when we listen in general, what are we listening for? And the answer is, we're, we're listening to what God is saying to us, and we're also listening to what the enemy is saying to us. I mean, as a military man, uh, one, of the, one of the oldest tactics in war is to know your enemy. That's right. Sun Tzu. So I'm not only listening to the voice of God, I can hear the voice of God pretty, pretty clear recently. And I can also hear uh, the voice of the enemy, of course. I can distinguish both, which, which is kind of frustrating for me because I'm doing the stuff anyways that I don't want to do. And before I mouth off to my kids or before I disrespect my wife, the Holy Spirit says, don't, don't say it. And I just, like, oh my gosh, what did I just say? I knew, I knew exactly where the fight was, but I did it anyways. Or maybe it's just, I think all the guys that are laughing are the ones that agree <laughs> So imagine me, uh, I'm going to give you a military illustration. Imagine me, it's, it's 1941. The world is at war, and uh, you're a radio operator, and your commanding officer is giving you one task and one task only. Your task is this. You're going to man the radio, and you're going to listen. If it's German, if it's Japanese, or if it's Italian, you will call it in, and you will call it to higher headquarters, and so we can handle it. You don't have to worry about the fight. You don't have to worry about picking up your gun. All you got to do is you're listening for the voice of the enemy. And if it's not English, call it in. And so when you call it in, then they send in the Marines. Raw, where's the Marines? To locate, close, and destroy the enemy by fire maneuver. We call that enemy assault by fire and close combat. Ah, there's my Marines in here. Okay? So as a radio operator, you don't have to worry about anything. You just call it in. So you're on the radio and you hear some, you hear some guys say, Konnichiwa. Okay, that's Japanese. i got to call it in. You call it in, and they locate that guy and they destroy him. I don't have to do anything. I'm waiting a little bit longer, and I hear Teufelhunden. Oh, that, that means devil dog in German. That's German. Sir, I got, I got contact with uh, the enemy. Calls it in. Locates and destroys the enemy. And then I hear something I, I'm not, I can't really decipher. I, just, I know it's not English, but I, I, it's, it's one of the three. I know for sure. You know, it doesn't matter. Because it's not English. What do I do? Gentlemen, what, what's my task? Oh, call it in. The CO said, call it in. So I call it in. I don't know what it is, but I know for certain it's not English. I'm just calling it in. Roger that. Thank you. Fired. Boom. Whoever that was, gone. That's how the enemy, that's how spiritual warfare works. I'll tell you why. Uh, who is our enemy? Who is our enemy? Okay, Satan. That's, that's one enemy. Who is, who is our enemy? The flesh. Who else is our enemy? Yeah, the devil, pride. The world, the flesh, and the devil. I get that from you. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 and 3. From Ephesians chapter 2, 1 and 3, you will get this. In which you have walked once following this course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now work in the sons of disobedience, and three, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh. 
So according to this passage, Ephesians 2, 2, um, the world, the flesh, and the devil, that's just three. We know death is the last enemy to be defeated, but, but those three, the world, the flesh, and the devil. So gentlemen, how many of you were under some spiritual warfare before you came here? He said, oh boy, yeah, that's right, that's right. And uh, let me just, my, my, my wife knows I go full disclosure, sometimes to make her, sometimes too when she feels nervous. But I, I'm, I'm an open book. When I die, I'm not going to regret anything. But I got in a little uh, argument before, before I came here. Spiritual, spiritual warfare. I don't have any tattoos, but if I would, I, I, I said, if I ever got one, I would, I would, maybe it would be like Ephesians 6, 12, like right here, right, nice and big. Or we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, against rulers, against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly realms. Something like that. Or it would say, my wife is not my enemy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? But, I, but I often think that she is, but she's not. If that passage is true, Ephesians 6, 12 is true, then my, my struggle is not with anybody I can see. It's not with my jerk boss, which I love my boss right now. So boss, if you're listening to this, I love you. But uh, if your boss is a jerk, it's not your boss that you struggle. It's not your noisy neighbor. It's not our wives. It's not our kids. It's principalities and powers. Yeah. It's rulers. against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That's the enemy. So when we're under attack, when it's, where, where are you going? You're going to hang with a bunch of men again? <laughs> Minister? What? It's, oh, what's, what's going on here? Lord, what's going on in my heart? What voices am I hearing? That's not from you, is it? The words that want to come out, that's, that's, that's not from you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I just had this thought to say something very rude and disrespectful to my wife, but I don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Lord, thank you. I confess this thought that I have. Thank you for your forgiveness. What's next? Who put your toys there? Lord, what I want to say right now is not from you. I know this not today, Satan. Get up these toys here. You know, I have four kids, so it's like it's like these booby trap us on purpose. <laughs> That's how spiritual warfare works. But what I think what we can get caught up into, gents, is, is wondering, like, hmm, I wonder who told me that one. Was it the world, the flesh, or the devil? It doesn't matter. I lump it all into one big thing called the enemy. So if if I get a thought that I want to disrespect my wife or say something or or, or, or uh, you know gossip at work. It's who, who said, well, I don't care who told me, if that's not from God. So what do I do? I call the Father. Father, I just had a temptation right now. Thank you for your forgiveness. Or it could be after the fact. And this is real, okay? Be real. God, I, I just chewed out my son in front of the neighborhood kids because he left his bike out. And yeah, I got wet by the sprinklers and I kind of crossed the but it, I was, it was wrong. I was wrong. Thank you for your forgiveness. God, I pray you protect his soul because, man, yeah, I, I've done that way too many times. What's that, Lord? Do you want me to say sorry? For, okay, yes. Well, I don't really want to do that, but I'm going to do it. And that's the conversation. I'm talking to God. I'm rejecting the voice of the enemy. I have this thing where I listen to people's confessions at work. And one time I was bringing uh, a gal through the steps to freedom. She's able to confess things. And, and women are a lot more descriptive than guys. They talk about their sin. And, and uh, I talked to my buddy. I said, I, I am stumbling right now because, because this guy's pretty descriptive. And he said, right, hey, Brangatang, right? This, this is a lot. This is what he calls me. My last name is Brang. He calls me Brangatang. So let me teach you a very technical prayer. It goes like this. No, 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 no. Jesus, I'm going to my eyes on you. 
that's the application of a passage, or resist the devil and he will flee from you. It's pretty technical. If, you, if you're like me, you're pretty simple. Like, you're like, no, 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 no. Okay, so, so I've lumped up. I don't care who the enemy is. I don't care if it's the enemy. It's the enemy. I just call it in. And guess what, gents? I read the end of this thing. We win. We win. <laughs> there is no more fight. It's actually the battle's over. The battle belongs to the Lord. And then he goes before us in battle. So I have nothing to do but just to walk in freedom. I keep forgetting that. That's why I need my brothers to, to help remind me of that. Um, gosh, it's so, it's so significant. Look, look at, look at uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 6. Uh, the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but of divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive in obedience to Christ. So I guess I don't have to fight with, with I guess I don't have to fight against people. I, I go into prayer. I do that centering prayer. I go, Father, I just had this thought. I need to call you right now. And guess what? He never gets tired of picking up the phone, I found out. I've tried to, maybe I don't want to bother God right now. But that's how he rolls. He says, pick up, pick up the phone. Look at Romans 10, 13. Anyone who calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I want to talk about calling on the Lord. I'm going to break down Confession 101 here. Confession 101. What does it look like in the spiritual life to take action? To take action in, the, in spiritual warfare. Let's go to the, the number one passage on, on confession. 1 John 1, 9. 1 John 1 9. And 1 John 1 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So, in basic Bible study methods, if what we want is forgiveness and cleansing from all unrighteousness, Go ahead and look in your Bible. Put your finger on the only verb that, that goes before those two promises. What is it? If we, if we... So if you put your finger on that, there's nothing in between that and the promises but to confess. You see what I'm saying? So the, the word confession in the original language in 1 John is Greek. It's homo legeo. Homo legeo. Homo means the same. Logeo is to speak or say. It's a legal term. So when you stand before a judge, he's like, how do you plead? He doesn't want to hear, or she doesn't want to hear, well, uh, I, I'm never going to do it again. I was really, you know, it was, I was having a bad day. No, no, how do you plead? And so for homo legeo, it's I did this. This is the power of Mark Men for Christ ministry, is we allow guys, and we're, we're one of them. To say exactly what you did with no fear in the room. When you step into a Mark Man for Christ event, there will be no fear in the room. Just a bunch of men filled with the Holy Spirit going, I'm going Amen. all in. I don't know these guys, but I'm going all in. And then the power starts to happen. I mean, I'm looking around guys in this room that have confessed some things that people wouldn't confess in a million years if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit prompting them to do that. Because smart people don't confess things like that in front of incriminating things. I've confessed things to guys in this room that would probably end up getting me in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. I am fully known in this room. That's right. Just with my brother-in-law, I'm fully known. I'm not 99%. I'm talking, when I say fully, I'm, talking, I'm fully known. And by the way, I'm fully loved. Because you can never be fully loved unless you're fully known. And if I keep that 1% hidden, then I actually prevent myself from being loved. Because I say, if you knew this 1%, then you wouldn't love me. So I'm going to hold it. 
And what we do here in Markman for Christ is say, give us that 1%. Forget the other stuff. That's easy. <laughs> you know, talking about porn, that's easy. Seriously, guys. It, that's that's low-hanging fruit. But it's the stuff when I hear confessions and they go, just example, okay? Me and my buddy Tommy are taking this one guy through. And I go, what, what's the deal, man? He's like, I want change. I want change. So we take him through this whole thing. And then he starts to get shameful. He's like, well, I, I, have, I have this thought that... Uh, well, I just, I just kind of wish my wife was dead. And, and we're like, okay, is that, is, that, is that it? That's what you got? I said, I want you to look at me, man. I want you to ask me right now if I've ever had that thought. He goes, okay, have you guys? Yeah, but it wasn't from me. It was from the enemy, but I've had that thought. Now I want you to ask this guy. Ask Tommy if he's had that thought. And Tommy starts chuckling. He's like, have you? And he's like, yeah, bro. That's from the enemy. So we confess it and we repent. Later on, same guy, he's, he's talking about, man, I have these just weird, oh, I just have these weird thoughts about Jesus, and they're not, they're, they're, they're not good. And I'll spare you the details, of it, but it just really bothered him. And then he confessed them, and I said, do you feel any judgment here right now? No. Because there is none, bro. Come here, man. And we, we gave him a hug. I said, what else you got? And then, and then he just became unglued. He started to unpack everything that he had never unpacked before. And because in that moment he became fully known, man, he was set free. He was set free. I, I sat before a, a guy, and, and he was a special forces guy, right? That's all this cool stuff on his uniform, right? And I said, so what's, so what, what's, what's going on? He's like, man, I, I, I did this. And it, and it was with a family member, and just so much shame. And then we reached across, and we said, hey, brother, how does it feel to finally be free? And you've been holding that secret for how many years? 20 plus years? Mm -hmm. How does it feel to be free? Mm -hmm. He goes, I think he grew like to seven feet tall. He's just <laughs> I am free. And then it just started to come out. Gentlemen, that word, homo legato, there, uh, confess, is powerful. Spice mentioned this verse. This is, this is even more powerful. It's the same word, but in the Greek, it means even, it's even deeper. James 5.16, I'm going to end with this. <laughs> Therefore, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Mm -hmm. The prayer of a righteous person has great power and is working. I mean, I lied. I don't really like this verse at all because it means I have to confess my sins before all my brothers, and I don't like to do that. But you know what? If we're going to take action, it's not about me. And so God calls us to be free. He says, I, I paid for that sin. Amen. And if the enemy put something in my pocket, if the enemy put his plans in my pocket and you discovered it, I wouldn't be ashamed of it. It's the, it's, it came from the enemy. Just every thought that you have that is disobedient to Christ, every sick and twisted thought that you have shame over, that we have shame over, it's from the enemy. So we just take it out and go, oh my gosh, this is, this is so old hat technique. I'm not going to say that to my wife. Lord, boom, I just had this thought. And then I'll go to my brothers. So between my brothers, I mean, I could list a handful of guys right now that, that are read all the way into the deepest level of friendship that a man can have. Intimacy and vulnerability. Andy Miller, Matt Fisher, Kyle Hutter, Eric Ventanilla, several guys that, that I'm known by. And by the way, my wife's on that list. And I wasn't free, gentlemen, until I read my wife all the way in. 
I mean, I'm weird. I'm not, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm a wrestler, but I'm, I'm literally not scared of anybody, except for my 4 foot 11 wife. <laughs> and I was like, I, I'm, I'm not. And my, my, my buddy Dan's like, you can let her know everything about you. I was like, mm, no way. <laughs> but then I trusted God one day. And this helped me get in touch with that too, because I saw, all, I just stepped in the room where all these men were dating. My P1 was 80 people. Remember that spice? 80 guys. That was insane. So there was a lot of energy in the room. So uh, we did that, and I said, and my wife said, wow, that's heavy. I guess it's my turn. And then she shared. Wow. And I said, holy cow, we are both free. And I felt like our souls were like, like this. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then the ministry opened up. So, Jeff, that's my call to you, to us, to take action and to dive into this thing called community. And that your life would be marked by this. Confession, thanksgiving, straight to it. Repentance in the midst of gospel-centered community. Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Confession, thanksgiving, repentance in the midst of community. With that, gents, I'm in. Thank you. Woo!